welcome to How Fitting, the podcast about creating fashion and growing a business that fits your customer, your lifestyle, and your values. I'm your host, Allison Haynes. Today, I'm joined by Glynis Tao, who's an apparel business consultant and SEO specialist. So welcome to the show, Glynis. Thanks for having me here, Allison. Yeah, so excited. Um, so today, we have you here as another special guest to talk a bit more about the business side of fashion. But before we get in, dive into our topic for today, can you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Um, so my name is Glynis Tao, and I'm the founder of Chase Your Dreams Consulting, which specializes in strategy, business consulting, and SEO services for fashion e-commerce companies who want to increase organic traffic, rank higher in search engines, and make more sales online. And who doesn't want to do that, right? Oh, I know, especially now in this, you know, Mm -hmm. um, at this point in time. Yeah, so cool. Um, So let's talk a little bit about like, what's your background? Like, how did you get into this? And specifically, like, I feel like you're very niche in that, you help fashion brands with this, you know, website, attracting customers, make more sales online stuff. So how did you get into that? Oh, um, do you want the long version or the short version? <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe the medium version. <laughs> I was kind of like, how much time do we have? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've been working in the fashion industry for over 20 years. Okay. I, uh, went to school for fashion. I um, have a Bachelor of Applied Arts degree in fashion design. And I, you know, uh, have over a decade work experience working for large corporations and brands like uh, Club Monaco and Reebok. And I also had my own clothing design company, which I also ran for over 10 years as well. And I, um, after I winded that business down, I had uh, transitioned into a service-based business and offering business consultant, business consulting, um, mainly because I wanted to really be able to help people, um, designers and other entrepreneurs who want to pursue their passion of building a business and making a living doing what they love. Mm. And your question is probably going to be like, well, then how did the SEO part come into it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I was encouraged by my husband, um, who also works in digital marketing. And because you know, I I think because I've been really focused in working in this career that's just been in this industry for so long. And I really, I think, wanted a change and to learn something new. And because I I, I sort of have this balance of uh, left brain, and right brain, like mm-hmm. where I'm creative and analytical at the same time. And so I think learning SEO and I mean, at that time, uh, when he brought it up, I almost wasn't even sure what understood what SEO really was. I mean, I had a very basic understanding, but didn't know too much about it, but just decided to just jump into it. And as I got into it and learned more about it, 
um, it just became really interesting to me. And it was probably the end of 2018 and 20, or 2019 um, that I started uh, learning SEO and uh, working on SEO on other people's websites. And I also did like a talk at an apparel conference as well, um, just only after three months or so of learning it. But I kind of just felt like what better way to learn than to kind of teach and talk about it mm -hmm. and just continued ever since and started working on a lot more um, websites uh, for different fashion e-commerce companies. And yeah, so now I've been at it for almost about four years now. That's so cool. And I, I really like how you um, like the creative side and the analytical side like combine in this and I can very much relate to you because I, I I'm very left-brained myself working in a creative industry obviously and so the I'm I'm on a very different side of the industry than you are but it's I I totally relate to the let's get the technical and the creative together to really make something that's you know make the business that <laughs> people want and for their life. So I love that. Um, so yeah, you talked about it a little bit, but why I invited you to come on the show today is really to talk about, you know, websites for fashion brands and SEO for those websites. And um, because it's something that um, I've been asked a lot about recently and are, I think, a, a challenge and kind of a headache to a lot of designers who are very creative and the web, you know, their website, it's like, I know I should do it, but it just seems so daunting and I don't know what's going on or what to do. And so let's kind of dive into some of the, the weeds of fashion brand websites. So Maybe let's start off with like, what are the key sections or like pages that every fashion website should have? And and really just like, what is the purpose of a website for a fashion brand? Like, what should the purpose be? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the, the thing is that, you know, with um, having an online business, any conversion begins with a visit to the website, right? And mm -hmm. so you want to be able to show your brand um, is, 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 as visually appealing, like in the best way possible, because it's, it's a form of visual communication, because you're not really having, you're not really able to speak to a person like as you would, would be if you were, say, in person, mm -hmm. or say, if, somebody were to walk into a retail store, right? Mm -hmm. And you would have your um, salesperson be able to greet and talk to the person. Uh, but uh, with an online store or website, you know, you're relying on images and copy and text and vis visuals and videos and stuff that will be compelling enough to attract the your target audience or your customer right mm -hmm. so you know it's 
you know, we all know that people's attention span, unfortunately, have gotten a lot shorter. And so really, you have mere seconds, you know, to really be able to capture someone's attention as soon as they land on your website. Um, what I always do is when I look at a new website for the first time, I like to see if I'm able to understand what this website is about, what is it that they are selling mm -hmm. um, immediately upon landing. And it's really important that you are able to convey this message within like your top, like um, what I, I call like above the fold, mm -hmm. if you know what that mm -hmm. means. It's like, yeah, Without you want to having sure. to scroll down. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You want to be able to convey that message to your audience in that section, which is above the fold, which is like prime real estate, right? Mm -hmm. Of a website. So what you want to do is that you want to have, you know, an eye-catching uh, picture. You want to be able to show your product nicely um, so that no they know exactly, okay, what is this website about? You know, what is it that they are selling? And then have a call to action. Mm. That's what you really, really want to have, you know, on your homepage. As for like other pages, uh, you know, you want to, well, it, it, I guess, you know, with Shopify, if you're using a Shopify platform, which I, I see a lot of most of my clients you are on Shopify. Um, I also, they also use Squarespace and Wix as well. Um, but typically, you know, you have your homepage um, and then you have like an about us page and then you'll have your collections and your products pages, which usually will fall under that um, collection. Um and then contact and a blog mm. um, as well. I would say at the most, the most minimum. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. And those are all great points of, I think it's so key what you said about like the prime real estate on your homepage above the fold without having to scroll of having, I think you said, uh, eye-catching picture make it clear what you're selling and then have a call to action, right? Those three things um, mm. in that prime real estate. And I think that that's so key because yeah, there's sometimes where it's like, I'm shopping for something. I go to the website and there's either like too many calls to action where I'm like, I don't know which link to click on right now. Or I like get there and there's a beautiful picture, but I'm like, are they selling the clothes? Are they selling the accessories are they selling you know the furniture like the the chair that the model is sitting on like I'm not sure what they're selling you know sometimes and it's so it's like being clear having the eye-catching photo but being clear about what is you're selling and then have a call to action so that people know how to buy from you I think that's so key yes exactly cool um, so how does a website like fit within overall like marketing and attracting customers strategy for a brand? Like, is it the, you know, we obviously it's the, the point of sale or kind of like the, the shop, the, the storefront digitally for the brand, but, um, a blog seems like, and you mentioned that as like a, a key item to, to, or section to have on the website, like how does that fit into the 
the goal of the website? Like what is, how does it fit in with kind of the overall marketing strategy for a brand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it's like, um, so, you know, once they get past that, okay, initial um, feature image and, you know, it's catching, grabbed their attention and you actually got them to want to learn more and start scrolling down your website, mm-hmm. right? Because the, the really the goal is to um, reduce the, your bounce rate, which is the number of times, like how quickly someone would um, land on your site and leave. Mm-hmm. So you don't want a high bounce rate. You want to be able to keep them on the site as long as possible and have them scroll. And so you have a longer dwell time. That means the, um, the amount of time that someone spends on your website is also important, which is an important SEO ranking factor, which I should mention, yeah, by the yeah. way. And let's dive into that um, more later for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, having them scroll down because they're interested to learn more about you now, you cap you caught their attention. They're interested to learn more about you. They are scrolling down. You know, you wanted to make sure that it's clear that this is a shopping website. It's an e-commerce site. Um, you want to be able to have clear, you know, buttons with call to action, like shop, um, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And have these eye-catching images out that link to your products. Um, and so that's all really important to have like these elements on your homepage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like what you were asking me about the purpose of having a blog. Well, to me, I see that as an SEO uh, specialist, why I encourage uh, brand owners, um, e-commerce store managers and owners to have a blog on the website is, first of all, um, you know, it it establishes trust and authority, which is important um, factor for searches that they look at, um, that, you know, you are the topic expert or the your you know the expert in your niche or in your industry um so those are important things that you can establish by using a blog by by writing blog articles and long form um, blog content um, because it also helps with search because it's been found that um the a, a blog that contains an average about 1800 words has a, a better ability to rank higher higher on search engines mm-hmm. um than short form content and so it's harder to rank for like product pages because typically your product pages you know won't probably won't have more than maybe 150 200 like words even mm-hmm. on a product page but with a blog article you know if you ever notice you type in something into search a lot of the times like blog articles come up um as the top results um perhaps page one you know on top 10 results mm-hmm. um in, in google and that's because of the content you know that the more content that you have, the better that 
uh, search engines are are able to understand what your website is about. And so that is the importance of having a blog. Uh, but I also want to say that, yes, you know, is WordCount important for SEO? It's not just entirely the word count. So it's it's the quality of your content. Actually, quality trumps quantity, okay? Because if you are just solely writing a blog article with just a whole bunch of fluff just to create like a long article that's really not giving any value to the reader, to the audience, that's not going to help you mm -hmm. <laughs> if it's like 2,000, 3,000 words, right? Um, but you really need to think about the quality of the content. Think about the value that you are providing to your reader. Um, really write content um, that is for people, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so think think about those things first before you even think about like doing the SEO on it. Um, but that really is um, the reason why having a blog on your website is important and why I always encourage people to to do that. Um, and it also, another thing is it helps your brand get discovered by people, by uh, perhaps a new audience, different, different a demographic um, who may not even know about your brand, but they could have been searching for some information on something. And if you have written an article about that specific topic, mm -hmm. right, that's another way for someone to find you and for someone to discover your brand. So there are a lot of, you know, um, advantages or having uh, a blog article blog on your website. Yeah, and it sounds like it kind of comes down to um, building like trust and authority in your space, like you know what you're talking about, and you're like helping people, you know, solve their problem, like if they're like, oh, how to style, you know, denim shorts for summer, you know, and have an article about that, let's say, then like anybody who's like searching summer, you know, styling information will land on your page, hopefully, and see that and be like, oh, like, let's see what they have. And that was really helpful. Let me see, maybe I want to buy something from them. So it seems like it's like you're you're building authority with your like the human reader, but then you're also kind of building authority with the the search engine, you know, like the robot reader or whatever that's like looking at the information and saying like, okay, this person has really helpful stuff. Let's show their site higher so that when people are looking for this information, they can find it. Is that accurate? Yeah, exactly. It It's because, you know, Google's job is to be able to match um, information based on someone's search mm -hmm. query or search intent. So their job is to be able to find the best result that matches with what that person is looking for, right? And what they typed into um, search. And so, you know, you want to make sure the content is relevant, high quality, you know, valuable um, to the reader. 
Um, and also looking at making sure that it is optimized as well and, you know, has the, I mean, taking it one step further, if you're if we're talking about SEO, um, you know, making sure that you have the, the keywords um, within the body of the article and within um, your title tags, your meta descriptions, within your headers, your H1 and H2 tags, right, mm-hmm. in your content, as well as in your, your images as well. Um, that's where you would want to be to place the keywords um, that you would want um, to rank for but yeah to your point exactly it's for the human reader because you know somebody who's typing in how can I style you know summer shorts or you know what what kind of dresses like dresses I can wear to a wedding um, those types of like you know guides or helpful you know style guides um how to um, guides, maybe how to, you know, find the right uh, fitting bra, Mm -hmm. you know, those help people. And that's, those are questions that people would be asking Google. And then if you have a helpful article um, that goes that, that, you know, helps answer their question and they're like, oh yeah, it comes up in search and that's, that's the way that somebody could find you. And then, you know, you could also, you know, include some recommendations within the blog itself and say, you know, um, check out our, um, you know, best fitting um, wireless bra or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, or based on, you know, um, your, you know, based on your, your um, bra, you know, I don't know, whatever, like requirements, um, here's something that we would recommend for you. And you can also add that you know, as, as a link to, and link it to your products. So really it serves, you know, multiple um, purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a blog can serve multiple pur- purposes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, So backing up a little bit about SEO stuff, um. I feel like we should just go over quickly, like, what does SEO stand for, for maybe somebody who doesn't know? And what are the main reasons why fashion brand owners should care about it? So um, Google has bots or spiders that crawl the web and um, collect uh, data. And um, they they crawl the web and collect data and capture categorize them and put them into catalogs and so that when someone does a uh, types in something into search to look for something it'll retrieve um, that information and comes up into um, the search engines and so um, you know like I said before um, it's important for fashion e-commerce because you know any uh transaction or conversion happens starts with a visit to the website and so um it's like 95 percent of people don't ever go past page one of google which is the top 10 results mm-hmm. and 50 percent of clicks are for the top three results and i believe 
uh, 28% of clicks goes to the number one position. And so that's why it's important uh, to be able to rank on Google so that people are able to find you uh, and be able to discover your brand. And so, so yeah, that's why SEO is important. And not only that, it's found that um, search traffic has um, the highest conversion rate out of all the traffic channels, more than paid ads and more than um, social. And um, yeah, and and the reason why, and it, it makes sense, actually, if you think about it is because if someone is type, typing um, in the search, like say someone is typing, you know, lace up black sneakers or women's, you know, um, lace up black sleep sneakers. Mm-hmm is it shows a high purchase intent yeah because they're typing in something that is so specific as opposed to just shoes Mm -hmm. you know if they're just typing in shoes like a general uh term like that it it not only has like that a general term probably has a higher search volume, but it's also probably harder to rank for and higher has a harder higher keyword difficulty than something like you know a woman's lace up black sneakers, um, which may not have as high search volume once, um, but it's probably an easier keyword to rank for. And somebody who is typing a specific keyword like that has a higher um, uh, purchase intent more likely to buy if if they're able to find your website yeah because they're um, actually seeking out the product rather than just like scrolling social media and being like oh that's interesting maybe I'll look at that and but like hadn't thought oh I need to buy some black sneakers you know <laughs> but yeah exactly like they're actually seeking it out and so you want to make sure that your product gets found when they're looking for it Yes, exactly. That makes so much sense. Yeah, so that's exactly it. And that's exactly how um, Google works and why you would want to optimize your website for search engines so that your products will be able to show up um, on the Google search results pages. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the the goal of SEO is really... It's like to beat the competitor, right? It's like knock the person who's in the number one position down. <laughs> um, and so, you know, there's a lot of different strategies and, and tactics um, that go into it to to be able to do it. Um, but really, like I said, you know, as I like to tell people SEO is like, um, like aged wine, right? It, it compounds over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I've I've seen that even like with my own site and like I'm not a product business, so it's a little bit different. But yeah, over time, it really makes a difference. And you're like, oh, wow, now I show up really high on Google just because of like the consistency of doing the little things and posting blogs and like making sure that the content is clear for people who are searching for it. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so, you know, have some patience, um, kind of think about it as long-term because it really, you know, it really depends. Um, you know, it's hard for me to say like, how quickly is it going to start to work? I've seen, um, after making some changes to a client site, you know, I've seen, um, rankings, almost improve immediately um, and rankings go up and you know very quickly and um, but it could be that you know a certain term that you want to rank for you want to rank pay on page one for um, depending on uh, how much competition there is it could take a little bit longer you know three months six months a year and so it really depends, but that's why, you know, kind of looking at uh, having a mix of keyword search terms, like broad uh, terms, like more generic ones to more like long tail uh, keywords, which are keywords that have like three or four words all strung together. Okay. Um, it's a good idea to, yeah, to, to have a mix because you're probably going to be able to rank uh, faster for uh, long tail keywords. Because they're more specific. And they're more specific and generally have a, a lower search volume, but have a high, it's, um sorry, low keyword difficulty. And, um but may not have as high search volume as a broader term. But, you know, it's easier to rank for and it would all compound over time because if you had um, optimized your site correctly to have a variety of those of keywords there, um, Google's going to be able to pick that up and say you have, you know, a whole bunch of um, long tail keywords that may have like, you know, a search volume of like 10 to 50, then, but if you're all added up together, that it, it ends up being a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've seen that work for um, many of my clients um, where they start to rank, you know, very quickly for um, specific uh, keywords that is related to their brand, to their niche, to their products. Cool. Um, so yeah. you mentioned a few like ways to improve SEO, like including like you know keywords and making sure that the titles and meta descriptions are like specific and accurate. Are there any other kind of top ways to improve SEO for a fashion website? Yeah, I I think I mentioned uh images a little bit mm -hmm. about that but I should probably talk about that a little bit more just because with fashion brands they tend to have a lot of images mm -hmm. um fashion websites uh that I've seen I've had some clients where their entire homepage were just pictures um which is nice Mm -hmm. it, it looks nice right um and you want to have that it's just that you also want to be able to have some uh text on there as well 
And um, like I said earlier, I think that like, Google, uh, it can't read images. It can only read text. Mm -hmm. And so this is the reason why you want to be able to optimize for image search, uh, which is image SEO. And um, that's another way that you can be found, right? You can be found in uh, Google Images. If your uh, website images have been optimized properly, and so um, what does that mean? Yeah, it means is it like that the alt you... text for the image? Yes, okay. exactly. It's it's the alt text, right? So the alt text, you would be um, describing what that picture is about in about 125 uh, characters. Uh, and and the, it, the purpose of alt text is... Um, it's there's there's several reasons uh, for alt text. Uh, firstly, firstly, it's Google wants to be inclusive and um, it provides closed captioning. And so, for people who are visually visually impaired, um, that does the it's the closed captioning. So it will describe what that picture is about. Nice. Uh, also, it helps Google understand what that image is. Right. Mm -hmm. And thirdly, also, if you've ever um, been on a site and say that it didn't load um, properly and it shows you kind of like um, a placeholder, like where that image should be, mm -hmm. but and it'll show the text, um, you'll you might have note you might have noticed that. So it'll show you the text of what that image, what that image is. And so that's what the what the image alt text is. Gotcha. Um yeah, and also I wanted to mention that it's important to rename your image file names um, and not leave it as the defaults. Right? Don't leave your files as like image123.jpg. Mm. You want to um, name your image file names um, to contain like uh, the keywords in there. Um, for example... Let's just say um, black sneaker product photo or something. Exactly. So like, you know, the woman's black uh, sneakers, right? Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you would probably have like a front side back type of thing. So I kind of add that to the end. But say if it was like woman's black sneakers and then like front. So I would separate each of those words with a dash in between okay um okay so mm -hmm. la label it that way dot jpeg and then that way google's able to read your image and know what it is smart yeah so it's like the back end of things where you're helping google to know what what products and what things are on your site so that when somebody is searching for that, Google knows, oh, this person has the answer of what they're looking for. Like you're helping uh, Google show them your stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All of it is just is to be able to help Google um, show in the results, you know, your, your products mm -hmm. in the results. And someone is typing it in and Google is able to see that and you know, know and understand what your website is about. And then it brings up the, um, the result in the, in the 
um, you know, in the search engines mm -hmm. um, page. And then, yeah, that's and people are able to see it and then like, oh, okay. And, you know, hopefully click on it. So really, that's the whole process. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, this is so interesting because I've always like, I, I know generally, like I'm not an expert SEO, but I know generally my way around. Um, and I've always kind of seen it more of like the business side of like, this is a way to like, you know, marketing to like promote my business or promote my website. But the way you're describing it seems so much more like customer focused because it's not like you as the brand owner just trying to, you know, get your way to the top of Google and be like, hey, I'm the best. It's really helping your customer find what they're looking for. Like I imagine, you know, like if you go into an actual like physical brick and mortar retail store and a customer walks in, it's like, hey, I'm looking for some sneakers. Where in the store, like, where would I find those? And if like the salesperson didn't like answer, didn't be like, oh, I don't know where they are. Just go look around. The customer would be like really disheartened. But if they're like, oh, let me show you. They're right here. We have these styles. You want what color are you looking for? Like, and really was able to show the customer like exactly to what they were looking for right away, then that would be like such good customer service. So the way you're describing it just made me think like SEO is way more about good customer service than I had like thought about it before. Oh, that's great. It's that's really nice to hear it. You say that um and and put it that way um because i know like um you know a lot of um fashion designers and fashion entrepreneurs kind of get a little scared um when they hear the term and it mm -hmm. just sounds so uh, technical to them but you know i i try to explain it in a way where it makes more sense um say to creative entrepreneur because I am also a, mm -hmm. a designer and creative entrepreneur and you know I want to be able to take the mystery out of SEO and have people be under understand it and not be afraid of it and just the way that you said it is thinking about it as from a, a customer service point of view it's kind of like you, you know your your product or your business is there to um serve a a, a need right mm -hmm. um a purpose and you're there to to help people like to me i i want to be able to help people and how do mm -hmm. i do that right um well understanding what the needs are um, what what are their pain points and challenges? And say you have the solution to a person's pain points and challenges in the form of your products or services. And but if you can't be found, then you you're not going to be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and so that's the work of doing SEO is so that you can be found mm -hmm. when someone is looking for your product or service. Yeah. 
so so cool um so I'm curious, like, what are the metrics that you watch to see if, like, say you've made some, you know, for brand order, say they've made some improvements to their SEO, they've, you know, renamed their images, and they've, you know, really thought about, like, what people might be searching, those keywords. Um, what things should people look at to know whether what they're doing is improving the SEO, like, search rankings? And yeah, like what metrics do you keep an eye on to to check the overall like health of your SEO on a fashion site? Mm, very good question. Um, yes. So it's important to uh, measure and track your performance and to see whether or not your SEO is working. And so to do that, well, there are two free tools that you can use. There's Google Analytics and Google Search Console. So I really recommend that um, you have those installed on your site and so that uh, you're able to measure and uh, track your website data and performance. So Google Analytics um, is able to tr uh, measure your website traffic um, it's able to tell you who is going to your site and what is it that they're doing. Um, it gives you demographic information. It gives you like your, which are your top traffic channels, mm -hmm. um, where are they coming from? And then also if you have an e-commerce site, you're, there's now in GA4, the monetization for e-commerce. So you're able to um, see your sales data and your top performers and what's selling and, you know, how much money, how much you're making. Um, nice. So that's what Google Analytics does. And Google Search Console tells you um, the keywords that you're ranking for, um, position, and um, your top pages. Um, and so those two tools together um, give you a lot of insight to how your site is performing. Nice. Um, so I really recommend to, um, first of all, get them set up mm -hmm. and work properly and also then familiarizing yourself with it and to be able to understand the data that you're getting. And, you know, you can also like get customized reports and, and stuff like that as well. Well, yeah, I'll put a link to those in the show notes if people want to check those out. Um, yeah, so keeping an eye on the analytics, tracking the improvements and looking at those reports, those are all things to do to see like okay is what I'm doing working um so is SEO something and like all these things that we talked about is I know because there's there's a range of business owners you know people who are just starting out maybe they have a small budget to work with and they're kind of wearing all the hats in their business still and trying to DIY like is this something that they could get started on doing themselves or is this something that you really have to hire like someone who knows what they're doing um, to set this all up and do this SEO optimization for you? Um, there's no reason why you couldn't do it yourself. 
Um, if it's something and if it's an area that you're interested in and learning about, I really encourage you to at least, you know, um, understand what SEO is and how it works. Because I really think that all business owners and entrepreneurs should have at least a basic understanding mm -hmm. of what SEO is and how it works. Um, is it maybe the best use of your time? Maybe not, you know, as a business owner, you have um, a lot to a lot of things going on to, to juggle, you're wearing a lot of hats, you know, SEO is a, a part of your mar marketing strategy. It's kind of like saying, you know, or is it do by doing your own bookkeeping accounting? Is that really, you know, the best use of your time? Yeah, it's important mm -hmm. that you understand it, You that you understand your numbers, you understand, you know, where your sales are coming from, how much you're making and, you know, but it's a really the best use of t your time to be, you know, doing keyword research and then mapping it and, you know, uh, writing title tags and meta descriptions and, um, you know, implementing that on your site and, you know, doing all your image alt text. And it, it, it's a lot of work, um, to be honest. And so, you know, you really need to look at that and see, you know, what are your priorities and where you, um, where to, to make the best use of your time. Mm -hmm. Um, and perhaps, you know, if it is something, you know, that you, um, want to, you're interested in your, you know, it's important. It needs to be done and, you know, you don't have time to do it, then for sure, like it's something that you can, it can be outsourced and, and, and taken care of. And, you know, that at least you'll know that that area it's, 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 which is important, you know, your organic traffic um, is being handled and that, you know, that, you know, um, that, that you are at least thinking about um, your SEO mm -hmm. and, and not let it just be like, oh, well, uh, yeah, I know. I'll I'll get to uh, it later. It's, it's important, but I'll I'll get to it when I have time. Yeah, <laughs> we know. I feel like entrepreneurs never have extra time. <laughs> yeah, it's just like when it's like you know an hour or two hours a day. Never it magically just appears. It 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 never really happens. Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah, then and that's sort of the thing what I hear, you know, um from people is that they they're like, oh yes, yes, I know it's important. I I'll but I'll get to it when I have time mm -hmm. <laughs> to do it. Right now it's just not on my list of priorities. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean you said earlier that like it can be a long game. Uh, where like you don't always see results right away. So that makes me think like it's something that the sooner you get started on it, whether you, you do make time to do it yourself or whether you hire somebody to do it, you know, at at a, a pace or a budget that works for your brand, like the sooner you start, the better it is in the long run, because you'll be able to like start compounding that, that those changes that you've made um, for a longer time and and be able to yeah. see those results sooner when you start earlier 
Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, um, acquire some planning ahead. And if you know, like, you know, holiday time um, is your best season and um, you you want to have, you know, um, promotions, uh, things like that, that's going to be running, you know, give yourself like six months for because we can't like go and implement some a strategy and expect it to you know start working uh, right away um, because it takes time for SEO Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like start to think about you know um, you know say your fall um, campaigns promotions holiday seasons and and stuff like that and and just working towards that uh, and so that, you know, we can have more time to really prepare for it and then give it enough time for um, your website traffic to start to um, to increase mm-hmm. and to pick up. And um, just one more thing I, I want to mention is um, uh, this this common sort of um misunderstanding uh, a myth about SEO uh, that it's a kind of a one and done type of thing yeah I was gonna ask you about this like how often do (laughs) how often does things need to be updated just like copy your images on the website in general and then like SEO stuff too like does the uh, frequency of refreshing and updating affect the SEO yeah, exactly. Um, so refreshing and updating, um, it, it can help you with SEO. Um, you don't need to always be creating new content because I know that can be hard. Mm-hmm. It's this like constant, like new content generating, you know, you feel like a machine and, <laughs> and, and um, it, it's like, but if you just go and refresh, update uh, some of your existing blog uh, articles of content, uh, update the information, it, uh, update, you know, give it a, an update. And, um, and, and that can also help with your SEO traffic and giving it a boost. So you don't always need to um, create new content all the time good to know yeah that's this has all been like super helpful tips I'm sure for anyone listening on SEO stuff um so you help brands with their SEO can you talk a little bit about like some of the services or things that you offer like if um you know brand owners to the point where they're like okay I know I'm convinced it's important um but I don't want to I don't have time to do it want to hire you um yeah what ways do you work with brands to to help them with with all this that we've been talking about Mm -hmm, absolutely and so um the first thing I normally do is uh, when we decide to work together is that I have an onboarding meeting with my clients. And at that time, I uh, give you a uh, customer avatar worksheet and a set of uh, questions that asks you about your business and your brand, sort of like, what are your goals and who are your competitors? Uh, you know, what are the keywords that you want to rank for? Mm-hmm. And um, so that I get to know your business a bit better and 
also, I always ask for the customer avatar worksheets because I want to know who your target market is. I want to know who your ideal customer is because that way it will help in the keyword research so that I understand like what it is that they will be searching for. What is it that this person is looking for? So within that customer avatar worksheet, it asks for pain points and challenges. You know, it asks for like, what are this person's um, goals? Um, you know, what what is important to them um, besides and and you know the demographic information as well because I really want to be specific and understand who this person is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's what I, I do. And through this exercise, I find that a lot of people are actually like, get, they learn something about their own customer as well. And if they don't know, then they're like, oh, I got to find out now. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Like I, I do the same thing. Like that's one of the first things I talk about with my clients is like, who's your customer? Describe to me as much as possible that you know about them and what they care about and how they want their clothes to fit and what problems, you know, they have with their, you know, what wardrobe challenges do they have and and all this because it's, it really affects so much. I mean, again, if like SEO or, I mean, in my case, making clothes fit is, is about good customer service like you need to know who the customer is to serve well yeah absolutely right mm-hmm. um yeah and you can't be everything to everyone mm-hmm. so uh, the nowadays it's just really hard to to stand out because you know there's just so much um out there there's just so much products and everything so what makes your brand unique you know, mm-hmm. what makes you different? Um, what is your niche? And that's the thing that I really want to understand is the their niche. Uh, what is it that's different? And what what's the pain point? What is the um the pain or the problem that you are trying to solve mm-hmm. with your product? Um, so once I, I understand that, that's the the starting point. Um and I, I have a meeting with the clients and then I start, I go through my process, you know, of um, doing technical SEO, um, doing a site audit, checking the, your, your, your site health and seeing if there are any major issues and errors that are occurring um, because you want to make sure that your site is crawlable and indexable to Google, right? Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, there's no point in doing any SEO. And so I run reports and audits and I check the site health, make any fixes that we need to do. And I check the site structure along with it. Um, So that usually is the first part. Uh, The second part is then I do on-page SEO, which is the keyword research, competitive analysis, um, writing the, the title tags and meta descriptions, doing image alt text and optimizing copy and um, so all of that stuff that happens with on-page SEO. And then after that would be um, off-page SEO, which involves link building. And that's like getting um, other websites to link to your website. Mm-hmm. And so 
I have a process that I follow as like basically a checklist now that I've worked on over 30 sites now um, that I follow this, uh, this, this process every, with every site. And um, of course, making sure your site is set up, uh, Google Analytics and Google Search Console are set up as well and submitting the site map. Um, so all of that is done and, and taken care of for you. And I also provide monthly SEO reports to my client. And I send that out on the first of every month and uh, review that with my clients um, so that they know exactly what is going on with their site. Nice. So it's all the technical side is taken care of, but then the business owner still gets to see like, okay, here's the metrics that are improving and here's kind of the reports of like what's going on each month. That's, that's really nice. Yeah, exactly. Because they want to know um, what is going on um, if their SEO is working. And also um, another thing is, you know, I'm very collaborative um, in terms of how I work with my clients. I work very closely with them and just, wanting to to know like if you have any new products coming any you're doing any site updates website updates adding new products or anything any changes to your website I would like to know that because I would have to um, update the SEO and and do the editing and stuff and so so it is very collaborative mm-hmm. um and I, you know, and, and my clients, they learn along the way because I show them stuff and, and show them about the website. And also, you know, it's like if I happen to discover something on their site and I'm able to help them with it, like I'll just mention it. It may not necessarily even be SEO related, but because I'm working so closely with the site and if I mm-hmm. even see anything, like I will bring it up and and let them know about it and so so that's sort of like like the value that I provide um to my clients um on top of like my my apparel and fashion background as well right so yeah yeah so you have the like you know what it's like to be in the business owner's shoes and um yeah be be selling products and developing products and then you also have that like technical knowledge of, okay, how can we really optimize this and help customers find it? Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I really am, my goal is to help you succeed. You know, I want to see you, you be successful Mm -hmm. in your business, right? That, that really is my goal. Um, and and SEO serve, SEO and and business consulting are just services that I offer to help you do that. So yeah, like you know, it's I I just really love helping people, um, helping them grow their business and their brand, and be able to chase their dreams <laughs> and make the make a living doing what they love. So cool. Wonderful. Um, so I have one more question that I ask everyone at the end of the interview, which is if you could communicate one value to the world, to the work that you do, what would it be? And maybe you just answered it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's possible to 
go after your dreams and do what you love because my purpose is to help people pursue their passion and be able to make a living doing their what they love and I am living proof of that because I started two businesses from scratch mm-hmm. <laughs> one after being you know laid off from a corporate job and the second one um, now after I'm being a mom um, and and you know also starting a business this uh, chase your dreams actually chase my son's name is chase mm-hmm. um, so <laughs> so the name has has meaning to it but you know I I just um, love working with uh, people and, and people in the fashion industry and fashion entrepreneurs um, just really enjoy that. And I really am happy and grateful that I'm able to do um, this line of work. Mm-hmm. Well, this yeah, is... and hopefully able to inspire people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think this has been so helpful and bold, like kind of taking the mystery out of SEO and make it like seem less daunting and more like approachable to why it's really so helpful for fashion brands, especially. Um, So I'm sure, yeah, people listening will get so much both like overall kind of knowledge about SEO, but also like practical things about it from this, from this conversation. Um, This has been great. Um, where can people find out more about you and the services you offer online? Yeah, you can go to my website, glennistow.com. And my Instagram handle is at glennistow. Uh, as well as uh, you can find me on YouTube and Facebook. <laughs> um, and yeah, like if anyone has any questions, uh, you know, feel free to email me at hello at glennistow.com. Wonderful. And I'll put links to those in the show notes so people can find you at all the places. Um, thanks again, Glennis, for joining me today. This has been great. Oh, thanks for having me, Allison. I really enjoyed talking to you today. Good. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you would like more episodes and resources like this about growing a fashion business that fits your customer, lifestyle, and values, send straight to your inbox. You can sign up for my email list at alisonhanus.com newsletter. That's A-L-I-S-O-N-H-O-E-N-E-S dot com slash newsletter. Again, thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode of How Fitting.